Hamak has just told me you're up in the mountains and having a sheep slaughtered in your honour. I was prepared for nothing but a short walk and dinner with my extended family. Prior to our outing, there was a slight change of plans. Hakima was staying at home and Miriam was to come with us instead. Also, my suspicion that Akia was on the move was confirmed by her joining our little group. The bag of food, including a dozen Danone yogurts, mandarins, bananas, various second-hand clothes and some other bits and pieces, were divided between me, Miriam and Fadma for us to carry. The taxi that drove past El Borge took us to the furthest possible point on our journey, leaving the rest of it for us to complete on foot. Where is the house? Fadma pointed to the mountains in front of us, making a walking gesture accompanied by a very specific A-A-A-A-A noise, which meant, unequivocally, a long walk ahead of us. For about ten pointless minutes we waited for a donkey, which was supposed to take Grandma Arkea close to the mountains, saving her energy for the more challenging parts of the journey. But the transport did not come, and we all had to start walking. It was past midday. The day was sunny and hot, and a light breeze that was stroking us gently wasn't spoiling us either. At first, Akia, supporting herself with a stick, was keeping a steady pace, occasionally stopping to get a breather. Then the steeper it went, the more exhausted she became, taking breaks more often and extending the stopovers by lying down on the open soil. She was incredibly strong, though. I was watching her trekking along the rough path and could not believe my eyes. Her intensity, force and stamina were not only inspiring but contagious, and I still don't know how she did it and where the strength was coming from. We kept climbing higher and higher, but the peak started deceiving us, and what at first looked like a five minutes walk turned into thirty minutes. It was time to stop and get a proper rest with some snacks and water. I was feeling dehydrated as foolishly, for the first time, I had not taken any water with me. Instead, Fadma offered me a sip. Aren't you thirsty? I asked. No, I'm fine, she responded. They all seemed to me to be like camels, capable of strolling long distances and yet feeling fine. Even Grandma was taking tiny sips, rinsing her mouth rather than drinking it. It took us over one hour to get to the top, which then surprised me by revealing nothing but a flat land, a wild and infinite-looking plateau with random tufts of greenery and scarce stones scattered around those fields. And yet the uninhabited land was bringing to light some form of life indicated by several ploughed fields and odd houses seen from a distance. Is this the house? I pointed at one on the horizon. La la la, ay ay ay. I knew that sound and its ambiguity very well. The quietness and calmness of nature were only interrupted by Grandma's panting and Fatma's outrageous acts of vandalism shown towards nature. Without any thought or hesitation, she threw away a plastic bottle filled with some water. Not only did she make me feel more dehydrated, but also infuriated by the lack of appreciation and respect towards the environment. This beautiful country has been turning into a rubbish bin because acts like this one have been copied by millions of other people who are disposing of rubbish anywhere. Besides, what example was she giving to young Akhraf? My own lack of reaction disturbed me as much as this whole incident, but there was no time for personal disputes as we had to get moving. While walking through that upland, I was pondering the way back home. How were we going to be able to return before the dusk? It was around 2pm and there was not a sign of the house that we were to visit. 
The vast stretch of land revealed another house seen through the lens of my camera, with some people and two dogs standing outside it and observing us walking past. The most surprising element of it all was the satellite dish. It was not the first time that I saw a satellite dish attached to a house or its ruins. However, here, in the middle of nowhere, it looked even more conspicuous, proving a very sad fact to me that whatever standards of living they had to conform to, the satellite dish was the most desirable commodity of all.